calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. It is. It is. And it is coronavirus edition. (laughs) Is Anthony singing? Uh, I think he is wrestling the cats. Oh, okay. That's what's going on. Yeah, definitely. Gosh, no respect. He tells us to get in the closet and record. No respect. His clothes are in my way. How (laughs) dare he have clothes on his side of the closet? How dare he? Incredibly rude. Now he's... Excuse me? (laughs) Don't know if listeners could hear that. Oh, I'm sure that... They heard the last one on the episode. We did a couple episodes back. Um, but we've been talking about what everybody's been talking about, and that is the coronavirus. It's literally the only thing anyone is talking it's, about. And you know what? I was, uh, up until today, literally, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to freak out until I need to. I'm not going to panic yet. I'm going to get all my information. I'm not going to be like one of those people that I'm not going to set myself into a panic about it. I'm like, I have plenty of other shit to worry about in my life. Sure. I mean... But today... (laughs) I've been slowly coming to the realization that this is something I have to worry about. Yeah, and you may think so much worse because I'm like, okay, it's like a 3% death rate. And you're like, well, that's like 9 million people. And I'm like, holy fuck. In the United States, that's like 9 million people. I mean, yeah, (sighs) I'm not trying to make people panic. I'm really not. But all over... The internet, all over social media, people are like, everyone is overreacting. Everyone needs to chill out. It's no worse than the flu. And well, I'm like, it is because you can die from it. Well, you can die from the flu. Well, yeah. You can die from the flu. People have died from the flu. And I've seen a lot of medical professionals say that that's why they're frustrated is because people don't take the flu seriously. And now yeah. this happens and they take this very seriously. Well, t- I'm going to I'm gonna tell the listeners how I messed up and used a horrible example because I was like, you know, we've gone through these horrible illnesses in the past. And I mentioned yellow fever, which was a horrible example. But you brought up a really good point with talking about, what was it, the Spanish influenza? Right. Uh, where you were talking about how, like, that just kind of became the well, modern flu and we have a vaccine for it and everything. Right. The problem with this, one of the problems with coronavirus is that we don't know what it is. And, like, we've never dealt with it it's before. It's just beer. 
with like a little bit of lime juice flowing through <laughs> little your body. Little salt. Little salt, little lime. We've never dealt with it before, so we don't have medications for it. We don't have a vaccine for it. Well, we, and we don't even know enough about it. We don't know a lot about it, and it also spreads more quickly than the flu does, and the mortality rate is higher. Right. And it also can live on surfaces for longer than the flu. So there are just things about it that make it more da- dangerous, and we've never lived in our lifetime. Yeah. Or our parents' lifetime, we've never lived through a global pandemic on this scale. Yeah, like the, it's every everybody's freaking the fuck out. Right, and I don't think everybody should be hysterical. No. But I think you need to approach it with a certain amount of caution because I'm telling you, I work for a major film studio. They would not be shutting down entire offices and sending all of their employees home. No, they home. love their money too much. That's exactly right. Like, we live in a capitalist society. So for us to say we are going to stop import, we're going to stop travel, we're going to stop having people go to work, yeah. like, all of these things, in order for us to do that, there has to be a very real threat or they wouldn't do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know. I agree. I'm really upset because, so last year, if you guys remember, we had the uh, teacher strikes that we talked about mm-hmm. here in L.A., the LAUSD teacher strikes. So last year, T had two weeks off for Christmas, and then he had two weeks off for the LAUSD strike, almost back-to-back. So we basically had, like, a month of no school where I was there constantly. And your brain was just like, oh. And now... It's two weeks until spring break, and then he has spring break for two weeks. So if he's out on Monday, that means I have a month where I'm going to be... I'm going to die. Like, you guys, it's going to be nothing but Lego Jurassic World in my life for the next, like, month. So So, pray for Madigan, please. What Madigan is talking about (laughs) is... Yesterday, LAUSD did not shut their schools down, so that's the uh, LA public school system. Yeah. However, they did stop any spectators from coming to sports events or anything like that. So they've limited the number of, like, outsiders coming into the school. Yeah, well, Uh, and it's interesting because I think a lot of parents are pulling their kids out already because I live across from an elementary school, and when it's, like, recess time, we can see the kids mm -hmm. playing. And today there was, like, not many kids Mm -hmm. outside. At first I was like, well, maybe because it's been raining off and on and... Max was like, no, I don't think so. I think it's just, like, like, there was a lot less people. people are taking precautions, which I get. Like, I completely understand it because with this type of illness, what we do know about it is you could be asymptomatic. Like, you could, like, not show any symptoms. Kids especially, apparently. Yeah, and it can live in you for two weeks or so. Before you have any symptoms, Yeah, it has, like, a long incubation period. So what I've seen a lot of people saying is, which this is problematic and ableist already, is people being like, well, it's only really devastating to the immunocompromised or old people. Yeah. Which is ableist anyway, because it's like, do you not... Those people are there. People. They're, and they're, they're still people. And they hear you. Yeah. You know, they hear you basically saying, like, only those people are going to die. Yeah, it's like, well, we that's can lose some of them. pretty shitty. Uh, but in addition to uh, that, I think a lot of the concern comes from you could be an able-bodied, fairly healthy person, like... Judging by what they know right now, you or I could get it, mm-hmm. uh, and we'd probably have, like, a really bad cold or flu, flu symptoms, uh, and then we would recover, most likely, unless it looked like it was about to turn into pneumonia, in which case we would need to go to the hospital. Yeah. But, in general, healthy people, young people, manage to recover from this. But, yeah, the problem is that they can be a carrier for the illness, and then 
give it to people who are immunocompromised exactly. or old people. So it's like you don't want to bet on you like I'm going to be fine. And you then can't you, get too cocky about it. Well, right. and that was shown. You know, we talk about being young and healthy. Uh, I was telling you that Max and I watched the coverage of the NBA suspension last night for about mm-hmm. a good hour. Um, and it was the player Rudy Gobert, who was with the Utah Jazz team, mm-hmm. which we always laugh at is a really funny Utah Jazz, really? You're like, oh. There's no jazz in Utah. It's not a very jazzy state. I used no, to live there. I don't think the Mormons are getting down with jazz. <laughs> So he, this Rudy Gobert, tested positive for the coronavirus. So, like, mid-game, it was just, like, shut down. I want to say it was Madison Square Garden. I could be wrong. Is he the one who made the joke where he, like, touched all the microphones? Touched all the microphones. And then, and then now, this morning, it was said that there's another player who tested positive who also was making jokes in the locker room. But the good thing is that... That um, Robert Gobert, or Rudy Gobert, sorry, was not in the stadium when the game was taking place. He was waiting for his test results, so they didn't let him come to the stadium. But he did have a lot of interaction with a lot of different people, and now there's already someone else from the same team Mm -hmm. who has the coronavirus as well. And baseball is shutting down, golf is shutting down. Well, yes, uh, hockey, Hockey. all of these, uh, basketball, basically everything is on hiatus right now. You know, who else also tested positive is uh, Tom Hanks. Yep. Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita Wilson, also tested positive for the coronavirus. Yep. He was shooting a movie in Australia. Uh, It was a Warner Brothers movie (laughs) that he was shooting in Australia, so uh, his entire crew... The entire crew that's working on that movie, who are in Australia, are not allowed to come back. <laughs> they yeah. are not allowed to travel back uh, until yeah. they determine whether or not anyone else is sick. But I'm really glad that they took the chance to get tested when they started feeling these symptoms because, well, they're also they're very very priv- privileged that they can. And exactly, that's, and that's what I wanted to bring up next because I have some. Um, I mean, Trump, he's really been like a beacon of hope and support during this time. And I feel like I can really rely on him to give me the facts. Please don't do that to our listeners. To talk, to give it to me straight, to give me the harsh realities in a kind, soft way like this, where he's trying to calm everybody down through this like Oval Office address. It's really hard to calm everybody down. When you have just spent the last, like, month telling people that this was a conspiracy and a hoax and nothing to worry about. Yeah. So they're like, hey, Trumpy, get on there and help America, like, chill the fuck out. He's supposed to, like, calm everybody down. But, of course, he makes everything worse. So he goes on and he's like, this virus will not have a chance against us. No nation is more prepared (laughs) or more resilient than the United States. Honey. Honey, we we're not the Avengers, and we're so ill prepared. Yeah, is the thing, and he's like, saying we are. What is? Does he think we're the Avengers? Are we the? Are we the X Men? Like we're prepared to take this down. It's a virus. It's exactly. not like there's. There's not. Uh, it's very frustrating to hear him say that because we are actually incredibly ill prepared. Like I was having this conversation yeah. with you. Um, there are a lot of people who aren't going to be able to survive this economically. So not necessarily physically, like they might yeah. be fine and they might be okay health-wise. Yeah. But there are a lot of people who are going to 
have to find somewhere for their kids to go because they can't take sick leave and their kids are going to be out of school. Yeah. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be really tough. And I think it's hard because this is a time where we should be able to rely on our community and we really can't because you don't know what's going to be safe for your child, especially. And, um, like you can't just take them to a neighbor's house. You know, you don't know what's. But a lot of people aren't going to have an option. Well, I mean, exactly, like, that, exactly. That's the issue with this whole thing is like, we want to stop the spread of this virus, but a lot of people don't have insurance. A lot of people don't have paid sick leave. Yeah. So they're going to keep going to work. Well, and it's because inter- they need to to survive. Yeah, exactly. It was interesting that um, Bernie Sanders was on Jimmy Fallon the other night, and I was watching it, and he said that hopefully this virus helps open everybody's eyes to Trump and to realizing why we need to vote differently and why we should have, uh, you know, free health care and better uh, wages and everything like that. I, I'd like to say that I would feel that it would, but it's I, not going I to. don't think so. I mean, Sandy Hook didn't stop gun no. violence, didn't, no. uh, didn't help us create any gun control. So yep. I, I truly don't believe that it's going to do anything. Yeah. Um, but I, I am very, very concerned about the economy. I'm very concerned oh, about yeah, the economy. Oh, yeah, the stock market is going way down. The but stock market has crashed. Yeah. It's yeah. like, so <laughs> Trump is also saying that a cure or a vaccine is going to come very quickly. His words, very quickly. Mm, uh, the scientists beg to differ, sir. Yeah, so he's in a meeting that they're, you know, recording, and he's saying that... Uh, when a cure is found, you know, it sounds like it could come any day. And then the expert, like, jumps in and is like, no, 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 it's it's not going to come any day. This is completely incorrect. I, I, and he says it's going to take at least a year. It's very frustrating that that Trump keeps doing that. I feel so bad for experts in this situation because they, they have to know, keep jumping in. And they know the importance of not lying to the public. It's like you cannot tell people this. Yeah. These are people's lives. Yeah. These are people's livelihoods. And Trump doesn't And they care. are going to be basing their next move based on what you are saying right now. So you can't go and tell people that it's going to be fine. Yeah. And and there's a, Gotta find a middle cure ground. coming. It's yeah. like, there's not, it's not going to be here in time for this current outbreak right now. Yeah. And there, and not even, is there not a cure? We were talking about these tests that are so impossible to come across. And Mike Pence himself said that it could be weeks until we even have tests available for people and not everyone who wants a test could even afford, one. afford it yeah. or be able to have one. But Trump says, and I quote, Anybody who wants a test can get a test. Anybody right now and yesterday, anybody that needs a test, they're there. They have a test, and the tests are beautiful. Oh. My. (laughs) God. I am going to die. And he's wearing Keep America Great. He looks like he's at, like, I don't even know where he is, but he's got all these men around him, and there's this guy that's got to be an expert, but the look on his face when he says these things, like slow little, like, micro, like, facial expressions throughout it that are so funny. It's just a nightmare. I mean, this is just... These tests are so difficult to come by. In California, I think something like 240 people have been tested. The population of California is what, like, 50 million? Isn't it like $8,000 for a test? I don't know how expensive it is. Um, I'm sure that there are more cost-effective ways of getting a test, most likely. I'm going to have a back alley corona test. I legit... I don't have health insurance, so this is going to be really interesting. See, this is the thing for me, is that I I have have Medi-Cal, 
but it doesn't cover it doesn't cover much. So I highly doubt it would cover a coronavirus right, so test. You see what's gonna happen is people like you and me, we're gonna get sick. We're going to bunker down in our homes. Get a GoFundMe going. We're going to... I probably won't even do that. Like, this is how I've dealt with sickness basically my entire adult life is like, okay, well, load up on vitamin C, don't go to work, Um, take NyQuil when you go to bed and hope for the best, and usually you recover. Uh, But This time you just got to pray a little extra hard that you recover. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, it's fine. It's for, likely that you will. It, it's it's <laughs> likely for most people that they will recover, but for some people, it will turn into pneumonia. You will have to go to the hospital, um, and you cannot. And again, I'm not trying to freak people out, but numerous people from Italy, because Italy was completely quarantined, yeah. the entire country is in quarantine right now. Wow, and. All of them, or not all of them, but a lot of them on social media are like, don't do what we did. Like, we didn't take it seriously. We yeah. continued life as usual. And then now the virus country is shut down. spread through the entire country. So you really do have to change the way you're living your life. Yeah. Not forever, but like for a little right while. Right now you do. You have to be on high alert. It, it honestly right, and it's makes not just me, for you. I want to stay in my apartment and not go anywhere or do anything. No, I have I, to make money. <laughs> I'm legitimately, like, my work has set me up to work from home. We weren't supposed to start until Monday, uh, but I think I'm going to just, do it, just tomorrow do it tomorrow because I'm like, I really feel like if we have the ability to work from home, we should not be going yeah, in I and agree. potentially... Infecting it, people or getting infected. Yeah, yeah. And so, I, I don't know. I just... I want people to approach this with the appropriate amount of caution. Yeah. Without being hysterical. Yeah. Uh, this entire hoard toilet paper situation no. makes no fucking sense. Y'all, I need I legit need toilet paper on my way home and I don't know where to go get toilet paper. Like I was just gonna go to the Ralphs over there, but I'm like, it's gonna be gone. It is gonna be gone. Anthony went there yesterday. I got up, so Anthony went yesterday, because we did load up on um, canned goods and, like, just non-perishable foods, uh, quarantine wine, which tastes very bad. It's real bad, I bought a bottle of, like, (laughs) cheap wine. I'm not even drinking it. Yeah, I loaded up on, like, cheap wine, because I was like, oh, we need quarantine wine for, like, if we can't leave the house. And uh, it is very bad. But, so, Anthony went yesterday just to pick up a few more things, and... There, we also, we're not trying to hoard toilet paper, like, we actually needed Need it. Like, paper, we were, yeah. like, almost out, so we are like, we needed to buy some more, and couldn't find it, so he bought, like, a couple things of tissue paper, and then oh my God. I got up before work this morning, and I was like, I'm gonna go to Vaughn's before work. So, to go pee? <laughs> to, to go buy toilet paper. Oh, okay. No, 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 we have toilet paper, we had it in the house, just got it, a got lot it, got of it. it. Got it. So, I was like, I'm gonna go to Vaughn's before work and see... And luckily, before work, the shelves were still pretty barren. Like, I got, like, some off-brand of toilet paper I've never bought before, but there was toilet paper available. I wonder if I should go in the morning. You should go in the morning. Because they're they're restocking things. I don't feel like making, like, five stops on the way home, either. You should. You should go in the morning. They're restocking things in the morning. The other thing that I've heard is to go to mom-and-pop places, go to, like, smaller local markets. I live next to a John's. Yeah, do that. A Viarda. Um, yep. the I places, love Viarda. Yeah, places like that aren't being hit up quite as much. Yeah. So they have larger supplies. Yeah. So definitely do that. Um, I do think that we will end up in some kind of quarantine in California because of the number of cases that are happening here. Mm-hmm. And we are 
already being told. I mean, it's a mostly financial motive, but we are in a state of emergency right now. And the governor has essentially banned all gatherings that are larger than 250 people. Yep. Um, I had tickets to go see Pearl Jam next month. They've canceled their tour. Keegan, I had tickets to see Hamilton a week from today. Yeah. Yeah. My boss's tour he was supposed to go on and he was supposed to go on a cruise ship and perform. Yeah. Nope. Uh, He's like everything. He's like, I'm home. I'm not going anywhere. Yep. Coachella has been canceled. South by Southwest has been canceled. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah. I mean, it's... A lot of films are being moved. Like, to later uh-huh. release yeah, dates. Yeah, Mulan's release date just got pushed back today. The 007 movie got pushed. It the was new... supposed to come out in April. It's coming out in, like, November now, The new Fast and the Furious one got pushed a whole year. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it, you know, and like like we mentioned earlier... Put Trump... it on Netflix. Everyone's streaming shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> Trump did ban um, travel. Yeah from Europe into the United States. Uh, he also did that without talking to the EU, so the EU was like, what? Oh, really? What? Like they, they found out when everyone else found out, which is not how you do that. It's like, girl, I found out when you did I have no idea. I have no idea what's no happening. Idea. So They're ag- going crazy. Again, everyone, proceed with caution. Don't freak out. There's no need to hoard toilet paper. It's the weirdest, most bizarre phenomenon. I don't understand why yeah. people are doing it. I mean, there's other things you could technically use for toilet paper. There are. If you were if if you were buying up all the soup, I'd be like, all right, that makes sense. Because it's food. What about water? Are we worried about running water running out? A lot of people are buying water. I have extra sparklets that I just I already had for for earthquake preparedness. Yeah. Uh, but unlike an earthquake, you get extra water for earthquakes because the pipes might not work anymore after an right. earthquake. I why would the pipes not work? I don't for know. That's so, why I'm confused. I'm like, why are we hoarding bottles of water? I'm not hoarding water because I'm under the assumption that, like, if I run out of sparklets, I have a tap. Yeah. And if I'm worried about it, I could boil it. I, I yeah. don't understand. I yeah. I have I have no groceries in my house currently. Like, none. girl, you gotta you have so... to. <laughs> you have to. I'm going in the morning. I'm going in the morning. I just haven't gone this week. And that's why. You've we just kind of buy... ate all the food we had, and now we don't have any. No, so. I know. I was in the same position, and that's why we were. We went to the store, and I swear to God, I've never spent so much money on canned goods in my life. It's all, like, everything we own right now is cans of stuff. Yeah. And, like, fucking, we've got so much pasta and ramen and, like, frozen foods, because it's just, like, stuff that's not going to go bad. We're we all going to have a lot of sodium. Yeah. But it's like you don't know when you're going to go into quarantine, so you don't want things that are going to expire. I'm going to buy a shit ton of ramen. That's cheap as fuck. Yeah, we bought we bought a whole pallet of ramen. So. It's going to be just like my really broke days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. I mean, it's all going to be fine. Everybody yeah. just keep calm. Hunker down. Don't hoard masks. Don't hoard toilet paper. Wash your fucking hands. <sighs> you know, just be careful. Just be careful Please. out there. It's wild. Um, the only other thing I wanted to touch on before we ended this episode was that... Um, Joe Biden has won Big Tuesday. Yep. So that was the latest primary that just happened. Um, And he did win Michigan, which I think was something that people were saying in order for Bernie to stand a chance, he was going to need to win Michigan. And it sucks. I mean, he's not pulling himself out of the race yet. I I don't think he should. He looks a bit defeated, um, well, I don't think I've he heard. can win. No, but he. But I admire his perseverance. 
Um, I admire him wanting to see it through. And I really would like to see, I think it's important that he stay in this race until we can see a debate between him and Joe Biden. Yes, it's going to be Because um, I think he knows at this point that, like, he will not be the nominee, but if he's able to debate with Joe Biden, he will at least, I think, be able to call Joe Biden to the carpet about some of these very important issues. And... And at least get him to speak on these things that are very important to his own supporters, to Bernie's supporters. Yeah. Um, because right now we're facing the prospect of having a nominee. During a pandemic, we are yeah. facing the prospect of having a nominee who does not advocate for Medicare for all. So I think we need to know what what is Joe Biden's plan. Yeah, I agree. When is the... I'm trying to look up right now... When the final um, primary primary is, and I'm not what sure. state and what states it is. So there's still quite a few states left. Like surprisingly, I I thought that we had gotten through more than we have. Uh, it looks like March 17th will be Arizona, Florida, Illinois, and Ohio. So there are still quite a bit of uh, primaries to go. Right, but I think it's based on the estimates of who's going to win, which is not... And it's based on the, and it's based on the delegates and how many delegates are in each state Right, as well. so Ohio is a big delegate state, um, Florida is a big delegate state, but they're not estimating that Bernie will win Florida. I wouldn't think that he would win Florida. Um, I doubt he will win Ohio, so I think that's why they're kind of counting him out. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, no one knows for sure. I think yeah. a big issue is that... There was an interesting article that I read, and I can't remember where I read it, but they were talking about how our politicians... Why are our, all, all of our politicians so old? Like, no, it's true. It's yeah, a, it's it a, is it's true. An actual, and it's a problem. Yeah. Because everyone under 45 or, like, a large contingent of people under the age of 45 are Bernie supporters. That number grows as people get younger. So, like, yeah. 25 and younger, a lot. Um, 18 and younger, almost all. You know, so why are the people who are, one, making the decisions about where our country is headed, why are they all so old? Yeah. Uh, and, two, why are all the people in power so old because like, old because the older population are the ones that vote and the younger population doesn't vote as much which i understand that part of it but also there is something very wrong with the fact that the people in power including congress including senate uh trump is the youngest presidential nominee right now yeah uh <laughs> and he old he he's he old. old as shit he's in his 70s so like Bernie and Biden are both older than him. Yeah. We have these people who would be straight-up retirees. Yeah. Should they be, like, in normal life. They would be. They'd be living in Florida, golfing, and... And we are... Sunbathing. ...allowing them to run our country. That's true. When in reality... It is young people who are going to have to live with the consequences of these decisions. And we should have given it to AOC. It's too young. <laughs> I, but I, that's what I'm saying. We'll just get a real young, a, a spring chicken in there. Get everything going, you <laughs> like, know? What is it? The Constitution is like, nah. Nah. <laughs> uh, they, she's not 35 yet. But, but yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't really make sense. And, you know, I don't know. It's just disheartening to me. It's incredibly disheartening. Because but we're going to be the ones who are living with the consequences of this. We the are. The people who have lived with these issues, like not having health care, not having benefits, like... They're the ones who are wanting to vote for change, and we're not going to get the change that we 
yeah. need. Yeah. I mean, the thing, again, from this interview that I watched with Bernie Sanders, he took a positive spin on that. And he said that that means that there's hope for the future. If life doesn't beat you the fuck down, then sure. But it's true. But look, yeah, there's hope for the future. And again, I don't want to end this on a totally dark note because I feel like I'm so negative. Um, I won't. I'll, I'll say something positive at the end. Okay. Um, there's hope for the future. However, millennials have an incredibly high suicide rate. <laughs> True. And part of that, a large part of that, uh, I read in a New York Times article, I think, a large reason behind that is because when millennials are diagnosed with illnesses that are life-threatening, they will kill themselves rather than bankrupt themselves or their families. Yeah. Because the cost of treating something like cancer yeah. for someone that literally can't scrape together a thousand dollars for an emergency yeah. is astronomical. Which makes sense to me. Like I know it's morbid, but that makes sense to me. No, it's absolute I look, again, not to be super dark, but I thought about it. I was just like yeah. if I got devastating pneumonia were from coronavirus and I was gonna have to be hospitalized for an, a large amount of time and I was gonna leave the hospital with hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical debt, do yeah. I even want to do that? Uh-huh. Or do I just want to, like... Peace out. Just stay home and, like, whatever happens, happens. Yep. Because, like, it, it, that's truly, like, that's the reality of what people are facing. So I'm not trying to be, like, dark about it, but... So it's like, yeah, there's hope for the future, but what kind of future? Yeah. Like, what kind of future are, the, are people going to have for themselves? And, um... I'm sad now. I'm sorry. So... <laughs> Anyway, I had totally come into this episode thinking, like, oh, I was so negative on last the last podcast because I was so, like, huh, about Super Tuesday. And I do want to clarify that while I'm not happy yeah. that Joe Biden is most likely going to be the nominee, I do want to emphasize and still instill an idea of, like, hope and excitement for people at the option of voting for somebody who is not Donald Trump and getting somebody else in the White House. Because, look, we don't have to like Joe. Um, You don't have to think of it as voting for Joe Biden. You can think of it as voting for the next Supreme Court justice. Think about it as voting for somebody who is not going to strip women of their reproductive rights. Yeah. That's how you have to look at this, right? Is like... That's what you're voting for. Yeah. Okay, uh, because Ruth Bader Ginsburg can't hold on for another four years. We need somebody in there who's going to replace us. We don't want another Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. So, please, I know it hurts. I know it feels like shit. But, like, please get out there. If Biden is the nominee, go and vote for Biden. And don't do it. Don't do it begrudgingly. Do it excitedly with the prospect of, like, we could make something happen here. Vote blue no matter who. That's right. Yeah, I posted something yesterday on the on our Instagram. It was a meme of, like, I think Always Sunny. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a very funny meme. I thought it was funny, too. My best friend Katie sent it to me, and I was like, I gotta post this. And I just posted, like, emojis of, like, the woman with the arms and an X over their face. And some and we got a couple comments that was like, vote blue no matter who. And I was like, oh, shit, I hope they don't think I'm, like, encouraging people right. not to vote. So I, I, like, clarified it in the yeah. comments. But I was like, oh, God. So the meme was, yeah, it was always sunny, and it was, he's handing him a plate, and yeah. it's like the DNC handing you a plate of Joe Biden, and he picks up the plate, and he throws it, and it's like me throwing the plate. And, yeah, it's true. It's like, it does feel... The Democratic Party really needs to figure their shit out because young people feel hurt 
and they feel like they're not being heard. Yeah, exactly. And that's very hard. But, but guys, please, please, we have to try and garner up some amount of excitement. And talk to your friends about voting, too, because yes. it is true that, like, young people just don't show up, and I know that we have a lot of really young listeners, so if you're above the age of 18 and you have friends that are above the age of 18, talk to them about it and encourage them to vote because it is so unbelievably important. Right, and talk to them about their options because a lot of places have a lot of options now because in the past, I know, it was very difficult, especially for young people, to get out and vote because you have to get out of work. Yeah. Um, there's all of those things, but now, at least in California, there are vote-by-mail options. If you don't trust the mail, you can fill out your ballot and just walk in and drop it off. Yeah. Like, there are um, additional resources for you now. So yeah, I take just, an Uber to get there, you mm-hmm. know. I encourage you guys to really like look into those. And um we can escape this hellhole. <laughs> when? <laughs> How? In November, you guys, please. Oh, Keegan. Anyway, end Keegan times. End times. Oh, you guys. Oh, that was really bad podcast etiquette, but I just had to let that yawn out. I'm like, after all that, I'm like, that was depressing as shit. Sorry. It's all good. Not making me bored, obviously. I'm, I'm pretty just much like, a... De- oh, like, the last week, I've just Debbie been Downer. like... Debbie Downer. The end is not... No, I understand. We have to talk about it. I don't think you're being a Debbie Downer at all. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening. What are your thoughts on all of this? Like, I want to know, like, if you're in quarantine, did you get some disgusting quarantine wine? Ugh. What are your, like, are you a sports fan who's really pissed? I'm really mad that Worlds is canceled for skating this year. I'm so mad. The season's just, like, over. So I'm like, okay, great. Um, You know, if you're one of those people and you're really mad about it, if you've got kids in school and your schools are closed, we want to hear all of it. So email us to neighborhoodfeminists at gmail.com. You can also follow us and direct message us on Instagram at Angry Neighborhood Feminist. We have a Facebook and uh, business and group page. You can chat with your fellow listeners on the group page, and you can rate and review us on our business page. You can also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We love it so much. I haven't checked in a while, have you? I did, yes. Nothing? No. Oh, come on, guys. Come on. Um, Let's see. Oh, if you don't already, go ahead and listen to us on Radio Public. It's a free way for you to listen, and it helps us out just a little bit. That's all we got for you today. With all that being said, we encourage you to rage on. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.